Mickey was waving at us. And it was just this like, oh, this perfect moment. It was really cool. Oh my God. See, see Jason, how can you put a price on that? I know, right? Price. You can't, but Disney's found out how to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> DCL Duo fans, before we dive into tonight's episode, just a quick announcement. For those of you who may have missed it or are new to the show or just, you know, didn't get a chance to take advantage of it the first time around, we wanted to remind you that we have our inaugural podcast cruise coming up next June, June 2024. We are sailing on the magic out of Fort Lauderdale with a stop at the newly opened Lighthouse Point. So if you want to be one of the first to experience Lighthouse Point, come join us on our podcast cruise. We're going to have a lot of great stuff planned. Definitely going to be doing a live show recording on board and some meetups and meet and greets. So if you'd like to join us on that cruise, it is June 19th out of Fort Lauderdale. And you can reach out to our good friends over at My Path Unwinding because they have a group rate set up, which means you can take advantage of some really great pricing that has frankly gone up since Disney first opened this cruise. So we still got our group rate. We got a concierge room left if you're interested in trying that out. But reach out to the folks at My Path Unwinding Travel. You can head over to mypathunwinding.com slash Duo and let them know you're interested and they will get back to you to help you arrange that cruise. We hope to see you on board. We can't wait to meet up with so many listeners who've already booked on the cruise. So be one of those listeners and come meet up with us. We got a lot of great stuff planned. With that, on to our episode. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel and Sam. You got a Grateful Dead shirt on today. I'm loving that. Dance and Bear. That's I'm trying right. to get to the Grateful Dead this summer in San Francisco if I can with a, a buddy of mine. Uh, their last tour as the Dead and Company. I'm sure they'll come back as the Dead LLC or something. But yeah. <laughs> well, I want to dive right into our topic tonight because uh, we've got some wonderful guests joining us. Uh, I want to welcome Jason and Missy to our show. Welcome, guys. Hi, thank Hi, you. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to talk to you because as all of our listeners know, my favorite show topic is talking to first-time Disney cruisers. We know this was your first time on a Disney cruise and kind of your first time on a cruise, although you went, I know, on a Royal Caribbean 20 plus years ago, but it's been so long since that cruise. I'm sure the memories fade and it's a completely different experience without kids. But we know you guys actually do have quite an extensive Disney background. Why don't you tell our listeners your background? Sure. So I grew up going to Disney World with my family, but we would stay at the beach like on spring break and drive over to Disney World for a day. And that was my my experience. When we had children, we did the same thing. We would stay at the beach. We'd drive over for a day. There was one year, 2009, the place where we stayed was undergoing construction and we couldn't do that. Uh, Jason's an accountant. And so I found a CPE credit thing at or, at Disney World. So we stayed like nine days. It was oh my, my first time ever to do table service dining, ever stay at a resort. It was a completely different experience. And I was hooked. I looked at him. I was like, I'm going to need to do this again. <laughs> we became DVC members like three years later. I think I've probably been to Disney 50-ish times, give or take some. Um, I was selected as a planned Disney panelist for the that class. Was like one year, wasn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was selected as a planned Disney panelist for the class of 2018, and I have served three different years. I'm not currently serving, but I love that experience and getting to share my Disney experiences with other people and helping them have the same kind of magical experiences we've had. Sam, why have we not thought about looking for a CLE credit at Disney World? I know. That's an amazing... I like I like the way Missy thinks here. Like, you know, there's a job uh -huh. reason we need to go to Disney World. Uh, yeah. Yes. I love it. Job related. Maybe job. get one of our employers to pay for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not happening. That's not happening. So Jason, were you a reluctant Disney fan or were you always a Disney fan? At first, I was not reluctant, but I would say that I have a good time when I'm there. I love the product. I love being there. But I'm, I always say, if it were up to me, we would probably go twice to Disney World. Once when the kids are young to kind of get that young kid experience. And then once when they're older, so they kind of remember it. I'm way outnumbered because my wife loves it. And <laughs> all of our kids love it there too. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Jason, but you're wrong. So just sit there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Although Nathan did say the other day, we were we were supposed to take a trip like two or three weeks ago now down to Disneyland for the weekend, and because uh, we wanted to go to California Food and Wine Festival and get another ride yeah. in on Soarin' Over California. And I reminded Nathan we were headed down there, and he said Disneyland again. so true so yeah my heart broke a little bit so missy you were you were a planned disney uh wdw person walt disney world um specifically is that is that right correct that was my primary specialty i did um help on the disneyland team for a little bit too we've enjoyed one visit to disneyland it was great to get to Stuff some of the same places that Walt was, and just the nostalgia of all of it, and things was really neat. Well, and in your uh, in your submission pre-show, you you guys are DVC members. Where do you uh, where do you own DVC? So our our home is uh, Saratoga Springs, mm-hmm. and uh, we we actually do love it there. Uh, I know a lot of people don't. They say it's too far from everything, but we kind of like that it's a little bit removed from some of the hustle and bustle, and that it's a little bit quieter. But we do also like all the other resorts. We try to we we travel off peak at a lot of times so we've been to many of the i don't know if we've been to all of them or not um i think we're getting close pretty close we so. haven't done nice. copper creek but we've done boulder ridge mm-hmm. um, nice like that, so. well i want to know how you landed on taking a disney cruise so what made yeah. you what made you transition from what you know do, going to the parks and that sort of thing over to a disney cruise so we love disney world and going there we also love we are a homeschooling family, or always have been. Now we're kind of hybrid, but that's like in me. So I, we love doing national parks and historical sites and things like that. And we've traveled a lot within the United States and have been very thankful for all the experiences we've had. But as we were sitting chatting about what we would like to do next, a cruise kept coming up to experience somewhere different and something you know that we haven't done before. Nice. I've always wanted to do a Disney cruise. Of course, with my love of all things Disney, Jason was a little hesitant, both on the cruising and the Disney cruise aspect. Tell us, Jason, what made you hesitant about taking a cruise first and a Disney cruise in particular? So we like so we cruised 20 plus years ago. We had a great time on that as well. But something about that, I, I don't remember exactly which cruise line it was, but there was a cruise line that had a ship that malfunctioned off the coast of Texas and something about the stabilizers went out and they couldn't <laughs> get people off of this ship for a week. Ugh. And that just stuck in my mind. Like I just, my personality, I can't be somewhere where I can't get out for that long of time. So I yeah. go crazy. Uh, so that was part of it. And then also the, the price was, was a, a part of it for me as well. They've been kind of wanting to do a cruise for a long time. And then last year, Disney ran, I don't know the exact special, but it was Disney Plus members. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the way it worked out for us is we paid for four and, and all seven of us were included in that price. Um, oh, that's so awesome. What, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the exact special was. but Yeah. Third and fourth sailors were. Okay. So. Right. So you guys, because you're a family of seven, you're automatically getting two cabins. Doesn't Correct. matter what line you're on. And actually, I think the two bedrooms and the Royal Suites are the only ones on board that ha- ha- can fit seven people. So, but yeah, the third right. and fourth yeah. cruiser were free on that Disney Plus special that they had going. And in particular, it was on the Dream, right? I think they had some cruises on some of the other ships, but the Dream, I think, had the most of uh, availability for that promotion that they were doing. Is that why you chose the dream in particular? No, we chose that cruise because we have five kids in four different school settings and mm. nobody's breaks overlap. So so we needed something that was a little bit shorter. That cruise was a Thursday to a Monday. So one kid was on spring break the first week, two of them were on spring break that following week, and then they could catch up their work, you know, well, once we got back home. So it was truly just a matter of logistics. That one mm-hmm. fit us the best. And being first-time cruisers, we didn't really want to go too long of a right. cruise. Um, right. Jason doesn't want to get stuck on board. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, Jason, I want to go back to something you said that really interested me, the you know the expense of it. Because I always think about balancing like a parks vacation versus a Disney cruise vacation. I don't know. Like I always think you would come out ahead on the Disney cruise side because so much is kind of included once you get on board. Like your meal, like meals at the parks and stuff can be expensive. I guess if you have DVC, you're not paying the hotel bill. But yeah, if you had to pay the hotel bill, I think Disney Cruise Line would probably win. Well, and Possibly. Jason and I are annual pass holders at Walt Disney World yeah. too, so that helps. Oh, with so you got to get what, you got to get one more trip in to justify the expense of those passes. That I, <laughs> yes! that I can totally <laughs> yeah. really do. 
Now you understand my wife. Yes. We have to go more time to make it worth it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think if you've got annual passes and you're going enough and you've got DVC points again, and you're going enough because you have enough points, even if you've got to pay for some park tickets for the kids. And even if you've got, you know, the food costs on top of it. Yeah. I think the the parks vacation probably is, well, I can't imagine that the parks vacation would be more money than a Disney cruise under those circumstances. I think it it depends on how you go to the parks. I think that's what it comes to. If if you're going to the parks and staying at a deluxe resort or club level and you got, you know, tickets and dining and you're doing some um, signature dining on property. Like, I mean, those costs rack up pretty fast as opposed to I pay a cruise fare, I get on a ship and the food's included, right? right? So I, I, I can see a vacation that pencils out in the favor of cruise line, I can also easily see a vacation that pencils out not in favor of cruise line or well in favor of a park stay. So yeah. Well, and Jason is the accountant in the family, but I am very much like an accountant and I do our personal finances and things. And I've been known to be called frugal before. Uh, So I appreciated the cruise that it was all kind of done and paid for and we could order whatever we wanted and I didn't have to look at the menu and go, I really want that, but this is, you know, less money. So I'll get this and stuff. You know, I could just enjoy what I wanted to enjoy. And that all-inclusive nature was really nice. Yeah. Well, and this is going to sound funny, but we had quite a few splurges on this cruise too. So (laughs) even though I do watch my pennies closely, we enjoyed it as well. And we're thankful for the experiences we had. We loved Palo Brunch. And spoiler alert, we managed to find a cabana um, <gasps> for Castaway Key Day. So, Holy cow. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's get to that in a second. I wanted to ask, um, remind me the ages of the kids. Okay. So 20, well, just about to be 20, 20, 17, 15, 13, and 12. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a good spread. So you've, you're all... Out of Ocean Years Club and into either the uh, Vibe and Edge kind of crowd uh, or 1820 Society. Yeah. Yeah. Were they excited? Were they excited heading into this cruise or were they like, another Disney, like my son, like another Disney vacation, Dad? I think (laughs) all of them were excited. One of them had quite a bit of fear about being on a big ship Uh, or that type of Just some anxiety about the unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. Just even the boarding process doesn't enjoy flying and they, didn't fly, but was just kind of nervous about some of the unknowns. But overall, they were all very excited. And how did the pre-cruise stuff work out for you in terms of, you know, booking the cruise and man, online check-in for first timers is like Dante's sixth circle of hell, I feel like these days. So um, how was your introduction to the online booking, activity booking and check-in process? Mine was wonderful. (laughs) I had no issues whatsoever. He does none of the planning. He's like, tell me where to show up. And so I did have the help of a wonderful travel agent that helped me with booking and all that kind of thing. I'm very into trip planning. So I extensively researched the online check-in and all that kind of thing. I felt pretty ready for it. And it went fairly smoothly, except for the fact that we had two rooms. And because we are in Eastern time zone and it was midnight, he was sound asleep. And so I was having to do both of those. And I had a little bit of trouble with our second room, but that all ironed out and it was fine. So what about the pre-booking of activities and how, how did that go for you as well? As a first time cruiser, you're obviously in the last phase, right? Where there's not as much left on online uh, before right. the cruise. How did that go for you? Did you get um, some of the things that you wanted or did you have to wait for looking for those things on board? We got some of the things that we wanted. And again, our travel agent actually handled that for us. Our window opened on Christmas Eve. So she was lovely and took care of that for us. That's a nice travel agent. <laughs> that was a nice travel agent. Yes. She was able... We She got us a wine tasting and we originally had the Cabana Key package that included the the bike rental and the snorkeling and the float. So she got those things for us, but I kept stalking. And like a day later, I found Apollo brunch. I actually emailed her. I was like, I thought it was just kind of like Disney world. And I was checking for availability, but it booked me and it was there. So yay, I got Apollo brunch. Awesome. And then it was only a couple of weeks before the cruise that I, um, I would always check at night before I'd go to bed on a cabana and Everybody else in the house was asleep and I got one and I was so excited. <laughs> I couldn't tell anybody. Wait, did you get the cabana on booking night? 
No, she's saying no. in between. Oh, no. I was like, what? I was like, what a Christmas gift on Christmas Eve. No, <laughs> still getting it online before the oh. cruise. That's amazing. Online before the cruise. The timing must have been such that somebody just happened to cancel it, like within an hour or something, before you happened to go online and book yeah. it. Because that is a really rare occurrence to be. I know. And the crazy thing was there. It was Cabana Number Two on the Family Beach, and then there were four Serenity Bay cabanas available. So I was afraid it was like a glitch that something wasn't right. So I was clicking through and trying to do it. Pro tip, you just pick the one person's name. Don't click all the boxes for all the people in it because it wouldn't let me do that. But I just kept playing with it and trying. And when I just put my name in there, then it went through. But then I went immediately to our Facebook group for our cruise. And I was like, there are Serenity Bay cabanas available. If you want one, go now, you know? Yeah. And those all filled up as well. But I don't know what happened, but I'm really thankful. Could be yeah. a group canceled off the cruise too. That might have been, could have been part of mm-hmm. it. Remind folks when this cruise was. And then I'd also like to know, you said you booked two rooms. What kind of staterooms did you get on board? Yeah, we sailed um, March 9th through 13th, 2023. And we had deluxe Ocean View staterooms with Randis. And did you have the adjoining? Adjoining. Yep. And we just left those doors open the whole time. They just prop open and stay open. and. Yeah. And our cabin steward opened the veranda divider between ours. So we had just one large balcony out there that was lovely. And now did you fly down and do a Disney World stay before the cruise then? Or <laughs> No. Our logistics getting there <laughs> yeah, were like... Logistics uh, were crazy. Yeah. So we had our son who goes to school in Indiana flew down and <clears throat> met my wife down there the Saturday before. And three of the kids were with her and they spent the week, half the week. Half a week, yeah on the beach where we normally go. And then my, one of my daughters and I stayed home because I had some work stuff I couldn't get out of early in the week. And she mm-hmm. was still in school. And so then she and I flew down and met everybody at Miami the night before the cruise. Oh my goodness. When we then- went home, then we sent our son back. We dropped him off the airport in Miami. And then we all drove home together. Because <laughs> all those trying to get all those spring breaks to line up and yeah. all that stuff is just... So many moving crazy. pieces, but... But we, it happened and we're thankful. <laughs> well, what was the port experience like in Miami pre-cruise? Because uh, we've had a few folks on and mixed reviews, but I'm curious how things went for you in Miami. So ours was more just a personal thing. We um, we had a friend in... Well, we, we met up with a friend as we were driving from the beach down to Miami. We stayed at New Smyrna Beach. So from driving from New Smyrna Beach down to Miami, we met up with a friend. And then Two of my fellow Plan Disney classmates live in the Miami area. So we met up with them and enjoyed dinner together the night before the cruise. So we did not do any Miami sightseeing. It was more just personal catching up with friends. I felt like getting on was very smooth. We were a little bit nervous at first because a couple of the passports didn't scan in digitally. And the person thought that we might have to get somebody else involved and send us somewhere else. And so we were kind of starting to get a little nervous. But she was able to get it all fixed. It was pretty smooth getting on to the ship. I didn't Very know, smooth. Didn't no waits or delays. We had an early port arrival time, again, because I got on like right at midnight. So we had an 11 a.m. port arrival time, awesome. um, which was lovely to yeah. get on and see the ship you know, before the crowds yeah. descended. But I have to back up a little bit because you know I've been wanting to Disney Cruise for a long time now. So when we pulled up to the port, and I saw the dream sitting there. Like I had tears, like legitimate. I was like I crying. That. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. It is so pretty. And <laughs> I can't wait. So it was Aww. really neat to just get to the ship and just all of it was really neat. But it, the process itself was very smooth. Awesome. I, I'd love to hear what, what what kinds of resources you used in trying to figure out what kinds of stuff do I want to book? What kinds of stuff do I want to see and do on the ship? Where were you looking to? You guys. Ah. (laughs) Truthfully, you because here's the thing. I feel like with Disney vacations, there is a ton of information out there. Nauseatingly exhaustive (laughs) amount of information, right? Sometimes. And I just didn't find that quite as extensively with cruising. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of my personality. I want to get a plan. I want to know, you know, what's happening and how this is all going to work. And I love listening to your podcast when you'd have Hello. guests on um, because they would share those little details about, you know, menu items they enjoyed or things to do that were fun on, on board. And I just kept a note in my phone going constantly. And, you know, <laughs> if I hear something, I'd just add it to it. And as I went, I just kind of built this network of things that I wanted to do. And, you know, other sources as well. My Plan Disney friends, Plan Disney itself. I would just sit and you can filter just by Disney Cruise Line and I would just read through answers and just see what people 
people had said just to try to get, you know, extra little piece nuggets of wisdom or whatever. I did also read um, Aaron Foster's unofficial guide to Disney Cruise Line. So I had that as well. Oh, the unofficial guides is great. And shout out to Erin. She's been on our show before. Uh, We hope to have her back on uh, sometime soon, but she is a fantastic resource. Okay, so we should talk about what you guys did on the cruise. Now that we get you through the boarding process, you had the tears and you enter into that beautiful Disney Dream Art Deco atrium or is it Art Nouveau? I never remember which one's which. Um, I don't remember either. (laughs) I never remember. It was gorgeous. Took my breath away. (laughs) What was the feeling when... um, your family name is announced in that atrium. Oh my gosh. I imagine this is an odd, but I don't know, an odd moment for everyone, right? There were still tears. I mean, I just, (laughs) I just was just trying to soak it all in and I was just so happy to be there. And it was really cool for them to welcome us on board. And then just to be right in there with the gorgeous chandelier and Donald statue and Mickey was waving at us. And it was just this like, Oh, perfect moment. It was really cool. Oh my God. See, see Jason, how can you put a price on that? I know, right? <laughs> you can't, but Disney's found out how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've said it before on this show, Mickey's gigantic white glove hand fits so comfortably in my pocket. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Jason, did, did you do any of the, you know, watching the YouTube videos or reading about the cruise? Like, did you even know your family name was going to be announced when you walked into the atrium. I love I love hearing about, you know, it's it's very common story. One spouse is like really into it and and researches and knows everything that's going to happen and the other spouse is totally clueless and then all of a sudden they're like immersed in this atmosphere. Let's not call anyone clueless. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a negative way. It's actually I actually kind of think it's fun when Oh you meant it in the L Wood sense of the word. I got it. (laughs) No, in the sense that there's surprises. Surprises. Typically what I do is about a week before I start looking into things, like just what am I going to experience? And then I'll be like, Hey, did you know we need, yes, I've got to take Yes, I know this. <laughs> yes, we're already booked for it. Yes, we already reserved it. I did make you watch a ship tour on YouTube. Yeah. We watched a ship yeah. tour. And- just to have some sort of semblance because mm-hmm. typically what we do when we go on a trip is everybody's asking me, mom, where's this mom? Where's that? Like our first time at Disneyland, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've never been here either. I I mean, I kind of know, but I kind of know enough right. to be dangerous at the same time right. until you actually experience it. So no, I feel like I was very well prepared because when we travel together, if I'm, you know, I'm usually driving, so we'd be listening to some podcast and just learning. So I feel like I was fairly well prepared, but I still think once you get in, it's really, I mean, it's super cool and it's beautiful. And But then you're kind of like, what do we do? Because there's still people coming in behind us. And we want to stand here and take it all in, but we need to get out of the way. So, What were the kids most looking forward to headed into the cruise? I don't know that they really knew what they were. I think that they were looking forward to like the touch of Disney in a new way. I think they were excited to go to the Bahamas, yeah. kind of leave the country. I think they were looking forward to trying new foods and, and experiencing, you know, that that aspect of it. I think they were looking forward to the teen clubs, but I don't think they knew fully what to expect. Yeah, they were kind of nervous about those. I do think going to the Bahamas was probably what they were looking forward to because as they've gotten older, they've been wanting to do things other than just within the United States. So I think mm-hmm. that was probably something that they were kind of excited about. You since they were looking forward to the Bahamas, let me skip ahead for a second. What did you end up doing in the Bahamas? Did you do a port adventure? Did you get off the ship? And what did you get up to? We did get off the ship, but we didn't we weren't planning on being off the ship for a really long time just because our next day was at Castaway Key and we since we had the cabana, we we were going to be the first off the ship and we were going to stay until they drug us back on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the right way to do it when you have a cabana for sure. Yeah. What's Goofy drag- doing dragging that man back to the boat? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so that day we wanted to just get off enough to see the island, see what it was like, walk around a little bit, and then get back on the ship and enjoy the ship that day. So we got off and um, really it was perfect because a lot of the what you hear is negative about people bugging you, trying to sell you things, all that stuff as you're getting off the ship. Um, and this is Nassau, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. I was going to say, I knew that once you started saying that, Jason, I was like, oh, he must be talking about NASA. But I, I kind yeah. of assumed. Well, I yeah. mean, it's equal to Castaway Key, right? I mean, do you want these towels? Do you want some water? Are you <laughs> 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 No, it's very different. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we got through a lot of that. 
people were still setting up, so they weren't bugging us all that much. So we mm. were kind of by all of that by the time they were set up. Yeah, we got off around 9 a.m. Yeah. And that was way before the crowds. Were there other ships in port that day? There were. Uh, okay. I don't know how many. Were we many, the first one in? We might have been the first ship in, but I, I know there was... Two others. At least two others, yeah. Oh, wow. We went to Parliament House to see that. Cool. We walked down Bay Street, walked through the straw market, went over to Junkanoo Beach mm-hmm. um, just to see that. Back to the ship. And that was about an hour and a half. Yeah. What was that resort area just kind of on the way Margaritaville? back from? Margaritaville? Yeah. We walked yeah. kind of oh, yeah. some of that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah, like a, a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And you can like, we didn't go in the resort itself, but there's kind of a like a... Walkway to the beach or... Like a waterfront little area. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a dock. But yeah. It was just a, well, there was some like a finished there. area. It had pretty fountains um, and things like that. And you could get right up to the water. And the, uh, that color of the water down there is just oh. stunning. So yeah. we just enjoyed kind of visiting that and then walked back. I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed your time in Nassau because, look, I say it on the show all the time. Nassau is a sea day for us. But I just want to say to everyone out there, that's a personal choice thing. I think there are plenty of people who really they go enjoy going to Atlantis or the Lagoon or whatever it is. Sure. Uh, there's plenty yeah. to do in Nassau. So I- I'm glad to hear you had a good experience. Uh, and I just sort of say to each their own when it comes to, you know, Nassau getting off. And I think it also depends, yeah. too. A lot of people do these like three, four night dream magic, whatever it's going to be going forward, sailings. And they go to Nassau so often that it gets to a point where it's like, I've done everything. There's nothing new here. And so uh, I think that can also be a driver and folks not getting up. Yeah. And, you know, most of our day was just a ship day. But I felt like, especially, you know, our kids are wanting to leave the country. And it's like, this is our opportunity to see another place just to get to experience it for a little bit. And I know you can't do much in an hour and a half. So I'm not saying that we are immersed in Bahamian culture or anything like that. (laughs) But, you know, I'm glad we got to at least see it and have some experience there. And then we loved our time on the ship the rest of the day. That was our Apollo brunch day. The kids loved it too. Well, three of the kids disappeared and they went and had a great time with their stuff once we got back on the ship. And the two youngest were kind of just moping around. And finally, we were like, all right, you guys, here's what's going on in, in I think it's Edge, right? In Edge, yeah. Yeah. We're here to enjoy this. So let's either figure out something we can do to the four of us or you guys go do something at Edge. And uh, they went to go do stuff at Edge and they had a great time once they did it. Uh, They just didn't want to. I don't know that moping around is the right thing to say. They wanted to sit in our stateroom and watch TV. They were watching movies. Uh, Yeah. um, And they were enjoying that. And, you know, we realized that it's everybody's individual vacation. And so we let them do that a little bit. But then we we were like, okay, here's like five different things you could do. We're going to go do some things too. So, yeah, we have to do that with Nathan. And, and so when they did that, we went up and enjoyed the adult-only area of the Deck 11 and 12. Oh, yeah. Satellite Falls or the... Yeah. 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 Between, like, between the Cove pool area and the Satellite Falls, we kind of found loungers like halfway between them. And so we, nice. we stopped into both pool areas. And uh, I took a nap up there. It was just relaxing and pretty. And it was, it was nice. Awesome. Let's let's talk about some of the stuff you guys got up to on board. I feel like one of the things we try and tell people, particularly first time cruisers, is there is so much to do on board. Yeah. Like, don't try to do everything because you you won't be able to, and then you'll be disappointed. So, sort of figure out your priorities. You know, when you look in the app and you start favoriting things, you sometimes realize, oh, these things overlap. You try have to figure out what you want to do. What kinds of things did you all get up to? As a family on board, let's start with that. And then we talk a little bit more about um, the adult stuff and maybe some of the stuff the kids even did. I would say as a family, that first day we explored the ship together, we all went into Vibe and we all went into Edge, kind of all checked it out together, um, just exploring the ship. And then from there, I'm not sure we did anything, all seven of us on the (laughs) ship other than meals. Yeah. Um, Meals and the shows. We watched all the shows together. Um, and then we had late dining. So we would go to dinner together and then we'd all kind of scatter. Disperse again. <laughs> uh, again, yes. Love it. Yeah. But with that said, we had our whole day at Castaway Key together in our cabana. Um, our oldest son did go off with his 18, 20 friends for a little bit. But other than that, we all were pretty much at the cabana yeah. for the day. And, well, we took a bike ride that day too as a yeah. family. Well, you didn't. I didn't. I took a nap. She stayed back and took she a nap. She took a nap at the cabana. Why yeah, that, those loungers. Oh my gosh, they were so comfortable, and you know, palm tree, and the the music in the cabana. You can set it to like 
fun tropical music. And I was like, this is like paradise. I'm not leaving. <laughs> you all no, can go right? sweat on a bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of stuff did you guys get, get up to while, you know, the, the kids are off doing their activities part of the time. Uh, you probably did some stuff with some of the kids, some of the time, yeah. some stuff, just the two of you. What, what kinds of activities did you guys get up to uh, that? Uh, let's talk about some of the family friendly stuff that you guys did. You did the aqueduct with a couple of the girls. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And we did some trivia with our youngest ones. We watched the family, the game show where they have like the parent and the child asking the questions like the match or mate only with the yep. families. We watched that. We did a, you know, you said trivia. Sorry. You just yeah. Said yep. We did the trivia. They had like a DVC member event thing. That had is that nice. the trivia that was ridiculously hard. No, that was, was an later. adult. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're all hard. Yeah. They're all hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first question was like super easy, and we're like, "Oh, we're going to nail this." This was theme park trivia, which again, like I've gone to the theme parks my entire life. We're going to be awesome at this, right? It was very random, very difficult questions. Jason, somebody or the the hostess was asking, like, can anybody feel confident in all this? And Jason leans over to him and he says, if you feel confident in this, you need to get out more. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we um, we loved the pirate night deck party and fireworks and dance party afterwards. We enjoyed all that with our youngest kids. Um, and watching our teenagers, we could see them down below uh, with their friends, which was fun to see them having a good time. I kind of want to rewind for a second. You talked about the the eighteen twenty society edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of your kids are old enough for vibe, I would think. Yes. Um, yep. D- it's not like they were reluctant, or at least a few of them were reluctant to get involved with the clubs. But what was the experience? Was it on the whole like positive? Were they spending time making friends in those clubs, yeah. or? Did they, did they try it out and were like, nah, it's not for us? I think the only one that wasn't all that reluctant was Josh, our oldest. Going into going it? Going into it. Yeah. So he, we told him right up front, we're like, look, you know, almost 20, you're going to make your own choices. But we said, what someone has, re- what Missy's researched is that if it's going to be fun, you need to be at the first meet and greet so mm-hmm. that you get to know people from the beginning and you can trade, you know, uh, it's not numbers, messaging. but whatever it is, messaging, codes, or whatever, codes whatever it yeah. is. And he did that and he had a blast he, the whole yeah. time. I, we there, didn't see him a whole lot. He yeah. was gone doing things and up very late at night. Our, our two middle daughters, they were reluctant at first. And I feel like we had to kind of give them a little bit of a gentle push the like, first time. And then once they went the first time and had a good time, they were they were sold. They would run off together. And, and I think the two of them had a great time almost bonding just the two of them. I think they enjoyed their time together and they made some good friends on the cruise and they had a, one of the counselors that they got really close with. And our daughter to this day is still saying, I miss Dean Joe. Um, so yeah, they just, they loved vibe. And I think our youngest two enjoyed edge, but it was a little bit harder to get them engaged in that. And they didn't make the friendships that they were like anxious to get back to go see their friends right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if there was an event they were interested in, they might go to that or just to have something to do, they might stop in there, but they weren't as in love with it. I think some of that's yeah. that age, you know, just again, they were, they were really interested in, they loved funnel vision. So they wanted to sit by the pool and watch funnel vision and some of that. You know, one of the things we love to talk about on this show, besides Disney Cruise Line, is Adventures by Disney or ABD. And our good friends and show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel have an amazing promotion going on right now. If you've been thinking about doing an Adventures by Disney trip, now is the time to take a look. So for any trips booked through My Path Unwinding, traveling after October 1st of 2023, they are giving you some exclusive rates on Adventures by Disney. And I mean exclusive to My Path Unwinding Travel. So they've got some discounts on Adventures by Disney. They're also giving out a backpack to each family. You can check that out in their Adventures by Disney and National Geographic Expeditions Facebook group. It's been very popular. It's an Adventures by Disney backpack that they are able to give out, one per family. And we should say, all of this is in addition to any promotional rates that Adventures by Disney is offering. You can stack all of this stuff, but you'll get all of these great extras along with the My Path Unwinding expertise in Adventures by Disney because they've taken quite a few of them. So if you are interested in exploring Adventures by Disney, finding out what these discounts are like, just exploring the opportunity to take an Adventures by Disney trip, then head over to My Path 
marathonwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way and let them know you're interested in Adventures by Disney trip and they will help you out. We love the folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thank you so, so much for sponsoring this show. Now back to our episode. Did the 12-year-old check out the Oceaneers Club and have any interest in that? I mean, there because it's 3 to 12, so a 12-year-old right. can go to the Oceaneers Club. But I know that 11 to 14, I believe, is edge. So there's that right. overlap age. And I think they do tend to like to go to the older club, not the younger club. Yeah. But there's some really cool stuff in Oceaneer. Any, right. any interest in that? She did not. And I don't think she would have wanted to go by herself in there, mm. especially being on the old end. Well, and our son was 12. His, his 13th birthday was on our Nassau day. Um, <sighs> he was 12 when he when we started. I don't know. I feel like they wanted to be in Vibe. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, they they wanted to going. be in the even older club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. I'm glad to hear they all enjoyed it at different levels, right? I mean, not everybody's going to make the best their new best friend. At right. The, right. one of the clubs, but if they enjoy some of the activities, I think that's a, you know, a great result. Well, you mentioned one of the family activities you consistently did was eating dinner together. And so we can't sure. talk about yes. Disney Cruise Line without talking about food. I say that all the time. So I want to talk about rotational dining. Uh, it was a four-night sailing. So you got to go to each of the dining rooms once. There was a pirate night, uh, which we can talk about in a second as well. How did you find main dining or rotational dining and uh, any standouts or favorites for you? So I would say we enjoyed all of our meals. I don't think we had a bad meal. Okay. All of the food was really good. I do think we had a few favorites along the way. Our son, our oldest son, who's used to college dorm food, was like (laughs) salivating at that first night's dinner because he knew he was going to get a filet and he was so (laughs) excited and it he loved it, lived up to it. Did you tell him he could get two fillets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or three? Yes. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, so he's now sick. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, no. Um, I loved your black truffle percent, Sam. I know yes, you're a big yes. fan of those. Those were fantastic. For me, I think my favorite of the entrees was at Enchanted Garden. I love the sea scallops there mm. um, with the couscous and it was so good. The creme brulee at Royal Palace was great. At, actually, he's the one that ordered that and I... You ate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you're ordering two or three desserts, it, it's okay to share. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Why? There's no need because the other person can order two or three desserts too. You know, for sure. Right. She should have ordered two or three. That's still in mind. You're right. <laughs> yes. I had the souffle that night, which was good, but I did like his creme brulee better. So I was a couple bites of souffle, a bite of his uh, creme brulee, and then it was great. Were the kids adventurous in the dining room? Obviously, they're older. They could have ordered off the kids' menu if they wanted to. I mean, any anybody can, frankly. Adults can, even if they want to. But I imagine they're a little bit bigger. I imagine they probably wanted to try some some different stuff. How, how were they? I mean, you said the 20-year-old was excited because, you know, dorm food, obviously. The right. food's be yes. better than dorm food. But what about the other kids? I thought they all, actually. I was surprised. Yeah. They were all pretty adventurous. Our youngest son always wants to do chicken fingers. Um, <laughs> Everywhere. Like Mexican Everywhere. food, yeah. chicken fingers. Italian food, chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so he knows what chicken fingers taste like across the globe. <laughs> <laughs> And let's face it, the chicken fingers on mm. on Disney Cruise Line are actually pretty darn good. Yeah. They are yeah. quite tasty. Yes, yeah. they are. But he did a but good did. job yeah, branching out and trying some new things. A lot of still chicken dishes. Yeah. Um, but he would try new things, and that was great. Our youngest child is our most adventurous eater, and she says that's her very favorite thing about the cruise. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. She loved the escargot and she loved all the seafood and she, like, she just, yeah. Your youngest went, ate the escargot. Yeah. I love she did. that. Oh my yep. God. That's and awesome. she loved it. So yeah. yeah, it was all, it was all the really adventurous things that she could try that she really enjoyed. Sarah tried so. something one night too. I can't remember what it was that I was surprised by. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of our kids were yeah. willing to try new things. We had uh, one child who ordered a Sunday every night for dessert, <laughs> but you know, just trying new That's appetizers. Not a wrong decision. And, <laughs> no, no, she was like, "It's yummy. I can't go wrong." I so there was one kid, one meal that didn't like their meal, but they didn't want to order anything else because they were full anyway, and they're like, "I can get something." That was later. Me. I don't like anything really spicy, and the filet. 
and art of animation with the wasabi and the potatoes. Oh, oh it's the it's the beef tenderloin with the wasabi yes. mashed potatoes. Yes. The tenderloin is fine, but the wasabi mashed potatoes are. I'm with you on this, Missy. I do yes. not like them at all. I have ordered the beef tenderloin with a side of French fries as a as an option. So see now, there's a tip. Yeah, yeah. So there, you can totally order. I mean, they you probably they'll probably bring you the mashed potatoes on that plate, but order just like a side of French fries or a side of regular okay. mashed potatoes or something. I didn't eat a lot of that meal, and our waiter was very concerned about me. Is there what you know? Is there anything wrong? Can, I'll get you something else. What else? What else? But that had been our Apollo day, and I was oh, like, yeah. I don't need any more food. I'm really good. Thank you, but I'm good. But <laughs> so. yeah. her wasabi mashed potatoes did not go uneaten. So no, somebody <laughs> yeah. else took care of them for us. So yeah, I, I believe delicious. it. Bri- <laughs> Brian likes them too. I just I don't like wasabi. I don't not a spicy food eater, generally speaking. Now I do have to say I had heard some negative feedback about Pirate Night dinner. Oh. And I think Brian, I don't think you're a fan, right? We're not big fans. It's, yeah. it, we don't hate it. Let's put it this way: we don't yeah. hate it. We can find something that we decently like on there, but it's because it's an upgraded menu. I enjoyed Pirate Night. That was probably my second favorite dinner that I had. I had the I don't remember what it's called. It was like a pasta with shrimp and scallops in it, mm-hmm. and then I love the banana hazelnut dessert too. Yeah, dessert. That was good. So I. And maybe it's just because my expectations were low, but I surprisingly enjoyed the pirate night dinner. That's the service we provide, Sam. We lower the bar. So that- we lower the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like we still poo-poo it because it's just, I mean, we've had it post-pandemic. Yeah. It was better than the pre-pandemic menu. I think they, they updated the menu and it's and the food is better. It's still not my favorite menu. If I'm going to skip one, that's still going to be the one that I'm going to skip. But I think the other piece of this, Sam, is we really enjoy Palo dinner or Remy yes, dinner on the do. ship. And yes, so for true. us, yeah. the yeah. Pirate Night menu is like the lowest in the ranking. I, oh, I, comparatively actually, to that. Comparatively. And so that's the night we're going to skip to go have dinner anyway. So we don't do it all that often anymore because of that. So... Speaking yeah. of which, I got to hear. So Palo Brunch was what was on tap because you had all of the dinners. Yeah. So I, first question I got to ask, did you invite the 20 year old to go with you? We did. Yeah. Oh, so nice. And he was so excited to get to go. Nice. Yes. All right. So how was the infamous Palo Brunch? Amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I have to say. And, you know, I had heard you guys talk about this and I'd heard these reviews, but I'm thinking like, but all the food is supposed to be really good and it's just food. So what's the big difference? And, <laughs> I, you know, I kind of questioned if it would be worth it. And only having a four night cruise, did we want to take the time out to go do it? I am so glad we did. Our, I'd heard about the service was amazing. And I don't know that I really understood that until we were there. And the service really was like, Amazing. He was so good. He took Victor, shout out to Victor. He took fantastic care of us. The food was incredible. The setting was gorgeous. Uh, It just was very lovely. I love it. Jason, what did you order? Oh, gosh, what didn't I order? It's probably. We each got one of the appetizers. Uh, Josh and I had the charcuterie one, and you had the seafood one. It was delicious. We tried the soups, we got the celery soup. That was probably my least favorite of the courses. I would say too. I mean, it was nice to try something different. Yeah. It was fine. We skipped the waffle and pancake course because mm-hmm. we had just had breakfast. And so we skipped that one. Eggs Benedict. That was really good. The Eggs Benedict were amazing. Oh, nice. I will admit that was my first time ever to have Eggs Benedict because I don't like runny eggs. Mm. And I thought that Eggs Benedict had to be runny. And Victor was like, no, we can make it with the hard yolk for you. And I was like, then I'll try it. And it was really good. You know, what's interesting is, so we we have done Palo Brunch a bunch of times. And we've always told people, like, skip the breakfast, skip the breakfast. That's where people go wrong. Don't get the breakfast. But I, yeah. I did have the eggs Florentine, I think it was, or the yeah. eggs Benedict Florentine, or however they put it, uh, a couple of times. And I'm like, this is, this is nice. Like, I don't, I don't want to have the full-on eggs Benedict because we're going to end up ordering lasagna and chicken parmesan and all that sort of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I mean, I'm impressed. Like, the quality of what they're putting out of that kitchen for right. eggs Benedict is is high. It's really good. It was yes, really it good. So, all right. What's next on the table then? <laughs> yeah, where's the Italian food? Tell me the Italian. Yeah, that right. came. That so came we thought about that. skipping 
pizza for a little bit because no. it's just so much food. And then food. Victor but told you don't. Yeah, yes, Victor was like, absolutely do not. And so we got the the one, you know, that sounds weird, the grape. and So we yes. he told us you can split okay. the pizzas and do them half and half. Yep. So we got two pizzas for the table and tried four I different kinds. Three. No, we had four. Yep, we had the pepperoni. We had the, you like the sun-dried tomato and... Was it goat cheese? Yeah. Goat cheese, yeah. Yeah. Get the gorgonzola and grape. Gorgonzola, that was my favorite. And then what was our fourth one? Probably the margarita. Yes, that was it. Yeah. What'd you think of the grape and gorgonzola? I she loved, loved it. it. I, I didn't think it was bad, but it, I liked the margarita and then the pepperoni. No, you like the you like the sun-dried tomatoes. Oh, you're tomato. right. Sun-dried tomatoes. Uh, that one was my favorite. But I'm, for some reason, I'm a sucker for sun-dried tomatoes. I, I just think they taste great on lots of different things. We got to know what the main entrees were. This is the, the main event. After you went back to your stateroom and took a nap for an hour. And then right. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I don't know that I ever recovered from a <laughs> feeling full standpoint yeah, from that point on. Going. Because oh, yeah. I went, to, you know, you go to dinner and it's like, well, I got to try all this food. It's already paid for or free or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> included. 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 Yes. No, not free. Included. We all three got the chicken parm. Yep. And oh. then we split a piece of lasagna yep. to try. Perfect. <laughs> you guys like I love this strategy. You, okay, listen, <laughs> I'm actually super impressed because we usually so we we get the antipasta. We sometimes get a soup, but we often skip the soup. We o- almost always skip the egg course, and then we each get the entree and of course and a pizza, of course. You guys took it up a notch. I mean, you pretty much yeah. hit every core. I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, I have to bow down to you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I have never recovered. <laughs> yeah, I did not finish my chicken parm. I probably only ate about half of it. I did finish mine. Yes, it was so yeah. delicious, though. I always finish mine. Let's be fair. <laughs> I think we tried almost every dessert. I think so. <laughs> I think we did. I mean, there were three of us. So, you know, I tried, I had the lava cake. You had the lemon, uh, limoncello. Yep. We thought, did you even try the tiramisu? I think Josh got the tiramisu. No, he had limoncello too. But then we got the raspberry crunch thing to share, which was, we all loved that. We all loved that one. And they had the gooey bun. We got that display. Oh, the sticky yeah. bun. Yeah, the, the sticky, sticky bun. bun. Oh, yeah. yeah. We tried that. It's like a cinnamon roll. For people who aren't listening, it's kind of like a, a cinnamon roll, but without yeah. the, what, the icing, it's got the caramel sauce. Yeah. And apple. Dear dear DCL, can you please remove the bits of apple from the cinnamon bun? That's my favorite <laughs> Too much health on it. It was just it was perfect as it is. Don't mess with perfection, you know? Don't mess yeah. with perfection. <laughs> Confession, I didn't really love that one. I thought it was like too gooey too on my teeth. Yeah, no. yeah, I didn't love that one. But I you, loved you, my lava cake. I just want a glass of caramel and a straw, and it'd be good. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you think of the um, the lasagna? Did you did you like that? I did, but I like the chicken parm better. Ah, uh, there you go, Brian. That's one a win for me. Him. One point to say. <laughs> yes. Did your son enjoy it? You think as much as the two of you did? Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. He, he thought it was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. You mentioned earlier in the show, you all stayed up a lot later than you kind of anticipated. I'd love to hear why that happened and how that happened and what kinds of stuff you were you were all up to late at night, late night on Disney Cruise Line. The first reason it happened is because we did later dinner seatings. Right. So we so didn't get out of dinner until 945. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I think that started off the evening and everybody wanted to do something after dinner. So we would just kind of do different things. The kids wanted to go do their stuff. And uh, like I said, the younger ones at times, but they just go back and watch movies in the room. And we were okay with that late at night. Yeah. So, um, and then we would go over to evolution evolution, and usually hang out there for a little while. <laughs> Funny story. Our, <laughs> Don't tell too I much. won't tell too much, but uh, we got selected for the uh, match your mates. We were on stage. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So one of us did not want to even raise our hands for being on stage but they were doing so, the couple and i normally wouldn't want to do this either but they were looking for the longest together couple so and it, they were like 14 years all that yeah and her competitive spirit came out I was like, like no, oh that's nothing 26 years <laughs> and so they were like okay you guys you know so the finest go. part of that the best part of all of that was our son was in the room <laughs> Oh gosh, how quite that's quite embarrassing. The 20 well, yeah, embarrassing for the 20 year old, maybe then. Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> he was like scarred, I think. So, not we will not reveal the, the whole thing, but we had a I, while they were trying yeah, to find the middle couple, we I said, Hey, if they ask us this, 
we have to answer the specific answer so it will just <laughs> annihilate our son who's in the room. And uh, <laughs> they did ask that question. And <laughs> he was not happy. They brought him up on the stage to ask him what he thought about that. And he was just ready to die. In a he hole. was mortified. Oh, my he God. He was mortified. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. But, um, I'm going to guess that it was the question, like, where was the first time that you discovered the magic or what's the strangest place you've discovered the strangest magic? Strangest place. That's, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's always a fun question mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because this is a family show. We won't ask you your question yes. On, yes. The, on the recorded part of the show, but we will ask you once again. <laughs> <laughs> we can share <laughs> Not just because it's family friendly, but also because, you know, doing match your made on board a Disney cruise is uh you know a room of like uh, maybe a hundred people yeah and so we won't yes. broadcast it out to the uh the audience that we have uh that is broader <laughs> than that yes yeah. what happens on the screw- cruise stays on the cruise <laughs> yes. speaking of entertainment sam i am shocked and amazed that you have not gotten to shows so you let's know talk that's exactly shows where i was going yeah okay well let's talk shows <laughs> so uh what did you think of the shows on board and then i will let sam critique your opinions as she is uh, wanting to do so yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. I will wait for rapid fire to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the shows for the most part. I will say I didn't love Golden Mickey's. Mm-hmm. It okay. just felt a little dated to me. It's a little dated. Um, and so that was a little bit of a disappointment. And that was our first night on the ship. And the ship was like rocking. Mm-hmm. And we had people behind us that would not quit talking. They talked <sighs> through the entire show. So there were just, there were a couple strikes against it to start, but that one I could have taken or left. Enjoyed belief, loved Beauty and the Beast. That's the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all all love Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I think I think all of us, for the most part, like to believe. I think just for me, like knowing what they can do with their shows, with Beauty and Mm -hmm. the Beast, I'm not sure why Golden Mickey's is just not quite there. So we haven't talked about Castaway. We talked a little bit about NASA, but we know you had a cabana on Castaway and we know you got to, uh, you did a bike ride as a family other than Missy. Missy was sleeping in the, (laughs) sleeping in the cabana, but tell us what you, what your impressions were of Castaway and what you guys got up to there. Yeah. So Castaway was amazing. And even if you don't have a cabana, I would recommend trying to get as much time there as you can because it's just so peaceful. It's just a beautiful island. Our, there was high winds that day, so we weren't even sure we were going to get in at first. And so we were really bummed, like, oh, we've got this cabana. We may never be able to get it again, <laughs> and we're not going to get to, be, get to dock. And so we were nervous. It took them longer to dock than normal. So we were about an hour late getting off the ship. But like mm. I said, we were one of the first there ready to get off. We enjoyed the, the cabana, and we had a miscommunication. We thought we had it till 4.30, and we could then kind of sprint to the ship and get back on by 4.45. But they told us we had to be out at four and a half. Which was, ended up being fine because we wanted to do some shopping yeah. on the island too. So we hit the shops on the way out. But it was it was and gorgeous and lovely. We, were, we enjoyed the food. And what we were shocked about was all the people around us in the cabanas left by like 2, 2.30. So yeah. we were like, not only oh, is wow. it already kind of private there, but... It was like just us. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow. All right, Sam, well, we could talk about this cruise all day, but it's time for that segment of our show where you ask some arbitrary questions, apply some arbitrary rules, and (laughs) add a dash of judgment or the round we know is rapid fire. So, Sam, take it away. (laughs) Why, thanks, Brian. All right, you guys, this is rapid fire. You know what to do. Tell us your Disney and Disney Cruise Line favorites. We will be confining the Disney Cruise Line favorites to the dream because that's the only Disney ship you have been on thus far. We're going to start with our general Disney questions. Missy, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? I'm classic Minnie. Oh, I love it. Jason, what about you? I'm going to go with Daisy Duck as an inside joke. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Maybe we'll have to hear about that sometime. Okay, Jason, what is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? I'm going to go with Remember the Titan. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. I mean, a classic Disney sports movie. You can't go wrong, right? All right, Missy, what's yours? I'm a live action Cinderella fan. Interesting. All right. You don't hear that too often. Okay. All right. Uh, Favorite Disney song, Missy? When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2 or I See the Light from Tangled. Oh, both amazing songs. All right, Jason, what's your favorite Disney song? Uh, Start the Judgment. I don't know if I have a favorite Disney song. What? (laughs) I know. Come on. I really do. All right. 
Missy yeah. even gave me time to think about it. And I yeah. haven't come up with one. All right. Okay. <laughs> Might not be winning this rapid fire round. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite? We're going to go on the cruise now. What was your favorite rotational dining restaurant, Jason? Uh, I have to go with Royal Palace. Nice. Missy? Uh, Enchanted Garden for me. Of scallops. It's because you like the scallops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Favorite bar space on board. So it's going to be an adult space that serves alcoholic beverages. Missy, what was your favorite? We spent the most time in Evolution, but my favorite was probably 687. The shipbuilder's wife drink there was so yummy. And it's half off during happy hour. Oh, there you go. You can't go wrong. (laughs) Jason, what was your favorite? Um, What's the the one we stayed at? Evolution. Evolution. I'll I'll go with that just because that's where I got most of my drinks. And I thought... Mm -hmm. Actually, I thought everything was very reasonably priced. I, I enjoy bourbon, and I thought their bourbon was very reasonably priced. All right. Favorite onboard activity? I want to say because we we were so busy trying to check everything out. My favorite activity was the day we just kind of took some time off and just laid in the sun and, and just relaxed. Yeah. And that was why we were docked at uh, Nassau. Yeah. What about you, Missy? Yeah. I'm a, I mean, I loved all... We did a lot of activities. I feel like we got to do a lot, and I really enjoyed a lot of them. I love those deck four loungers. And so, yeah, I would say too, oh. just kind of relaxing. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Single favorite food item that you ate on board. It can be from anywhere. It could be from Paulo. It could be from the deck. It could be from Cabana's. Missy, let's start with you. I got to go with the scallops at Enchanted Garden. Wow. It beats everything at Paulo even? Wow. Oh, oh. That's okay. It can. It totally can. Okay. Then I'll change my answer. I got to go with the charcuterie board from Paulo. Oh, yeah. That's good. The aged Parmigiano cheese was so good. And the meats, they were just really yummy. Awesome. What about you, Jason? Uh, Probably either the pizzas at Paulo or the chicken parm. Uh, That chicken parm was really good. (gasps) So good. So good. Okay. My last question for you all is the question I love to ask everybody. Bucket list cruise. If you could go anywhere in the world on a Disney cruise... Can even it could even be someplace that Disney Cruise Line does not currently go. Where are you going, Jason? I would say I could never afford it if they offered this, but a cruise that would go from Disney World to all the Disney locations, all the parks. And end up, yeah, and end up in California. And um, look at you, non-Disney fans. Yeah, oh, hey, I know. If somebody were to say we're going to pay for you to do a cruise, and it doesn't matter where we're going. <laughs> That'd be a pretty that, good one. I would, I would go on that for sure. Yeah. What about you, Missy? What would be your bucket list cruise? So I, I was going to say like all those tropical islands, Bora Bora, Fiji, Maldives, oh, yeah. like all those. They're really far apart, which I they didn't really. know. But um, yeah, I mean, if it's a bucket list cruise, let's go hit all those hot spots. And, yeah. Lots yeah. of days at sea in between, you know, lots of days yes. for polo brunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for playing, you guys. This was super, super fun. Uh, we'd love to know where are you guys headed next? What's your next vacation, be it a cruise or, you know, some other kind of Disney vacation, whatnot? Currently have two more Disney World trips planned, one for just the two of us and one with our whole family. Nice. Um, so those are coming up in the next few months. And then after that, it's like time to dream. And I don't know. We did book a placeholder for two rooms on the on the cruise. So so it sounds like there is another Disney cruise in your future. Is that right, Jason? I'm asking yeah, Jason because I, so. I know if Missy's choosing, there's definitely one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I yeah. mean, we're currently trying to figure out our 25th anniversary and what oh. we want to do for that. So we're, we're trying to figure that out. It's another cruise, if we want to go just to a resort somewhere, we don't, we don't know yet. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. That is a couple couple goals. I love it. <laughs> we got married when we were 12, just to be clear. So <laughs> Obviously. Not old. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Missy, we just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with your fabulous cruise aboard the Dream, your first time sailing with Disney Cruise Line. Sounds like you'll be back. You can warm up that placeholder for those summer 2024 itineraries that released uh, earlier this week. Maybe find yourself at Lighthouse Point, I suppose. But for now, I will just say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. 
Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. We do have another five-star review to read on the air this week from Apple Podcasts. And this one comes from Co Teddy Bear, who writes great podcasts about Disney Cruise Line. I love the guests and the trip reports and Sam's lightning round questions. And most of her answers are correct. Informational and a fun listen. Well, a thank you for that review. Please don't continue complimenting Sam on Rapid Fire. Her head will grow big and the judgment will grow more severe. But we really appreciate the review. Thanks so much for leaving it. It really keeps us motivated. With that, just thanks once again for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- 413-5590 and that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DC duo. Good night.